You're listening to 91.5 WDBK. My name is uh, Jake Moriello. Uh, I'm from uh, Snakes Chat. Um, How are you guys uh, uh, doing today? Um, Two days before Thanksgiving break is an exciting um, week for us. And uh, over the weekend, we got some, um, some awesome news from the Philadelphia Phillies that Bryce Harper, um, Bryce Harper won the uh, NL uh, MVP, and, um, and and by me watching that, I uh, I'm thinking or seeing that that news, I'm thinking, um, uh, oh Bryce Harper, you know, won. I I knew off the bat that that what Bryce Harper did, um, the last few months. When uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. went down, and there was basically no competitors to really put Bryce Harper in his place and say, "Oh, you're not going to win." I think Bryce Harper had a free path to winning the MVP. Um, and before I get into that, um, the news um, last last Thursday, um, the Blackwood. Blackwood Starbucks um, closed down because of a hepatitis A breakout. Um, and Camden County, um, the school, wants whoever was in contact with the hepatitis A breakout in, in Starbucks, um, or you know someone who was in contact with that, um, please get a, a booster shot um, to, you know, Get that away. So, um, with the Philadelphia Phillies, do you guys think that Bryce Harper had a free path to winning the NL MVP, or do you think do you think Bryce Harper had some competition in the last few months to you know get hit to put him in his place? Because I, I don't think so. I think. I think Bryce Harper knew, and we knew in the last few months, that Bryce Harper would win the NL MVP, and this is what, you know, Bryce Harper said um, after winning the NL MVP. I am overwhelmed for sure. Very excited. This year was very tough, especially getting in, getting hit in the face. It was, it, it was tough couple days for me, tough couple weeks for me to get back. And, and, and you know, uh, th- this happened at the beginning of, of the season. Boyce Harper got hit in the face, um, got hit in the face um, in uh, uh, April 19th. So that was the opening month of the season, and he got, got hit in the face. Um, unfortunately, thank goodness, um, he couldn't, he didn't miss a lot of games, but, uh, I think he missed, you know, one or two games for, uh, precautionary reasons, but, um, but overall, I think Bryce Harper knew that he would win, and after my, my initial reaction to seeing that report that said, oh, Bryce Harper won the NL MVP. I-, I was thinking this is a good 
this is a good thing that the Philadelphia uh, community has seen in a while since the Phillies m- made the playoffs almost a decade ago. Well, over over a decade ago. This year will be 11 years. So, uh, I mean, after seeing that, I think it was a... Um, it, it, it felt like the Phillies won in s- some sort of way. And uh, I understand as a team, as a whole, we, you know, struggled mightily with our pitching, with our um, hitting-wise, and we need pieces to get us back into the postseason and consistency to get us over the hump. But with Bryce Harper, it felt like a win to us in in, in some uh, sort of way because of the way the Phillies yeah, the Phillies was were set up after the 2011 season. We were rebuilding at, um, during the 2012 season all the way till you know at this point. We are still rebuilding because we lost some pieces and we need to rebuild. So, I mean, the Phillies, um, Philadelphia to me, Bryce Harper, you know, sh- should have won. You know, w- what he did after getting hit in the face was, you know, extraordinary. He didn't um, break down. He didn't, you know, he didn't play well because he got in the f- hit in the face. He had that blue collar um, mentality in him. He his his speech to Zach Wheeler Thursday morning. Um, I, I said this over air. I said, you know. Bryce Harper um, said that Zach Wheeler was a dog. He gave that dog mentality speech to Zach Wheeler, and then Thursday night, um, that dog mentality speech that he gave moved over to himself. Um, so, uh, I mean, the with the Philadelphia Phillies, um, uh, I mean, the last few games of the of the season, the last um, s- series that we had. Bryce Harper was the most consistent batter that we had on this roster. Uh, I mean, he was he was hitting. Uh, I, I mean, he could have he could pitch. Uh, I mean, hit in all areas, but there's a difference, guys. If you are consistent in some areas of the plate, you are going to succeed almost every night, and every night. You know, he played against the uh, Chicago Cubs, the Mets, Baltimore, the Pirates. I mean, I'm not going to give you guys all the series, but basically with the Chicago Cubs and the Mets, I mean, those are two tough teams. I mean, the Chicago Cubs, they're rebuilding, but they're still a tough team. So, I mean... Against the against the Cubs, uh, I mean, Bryce Harper, you know, strikes out at, at the beginning of the game, and then and then the middle, he just switches. It, he just turns on a switch that says, "No, uh, I'm done." You know, striking out. I'm done getting you know told what to do or getting you know. I'm I'm here because I'm a superstar and I'm going to hit pitches. 
uh, consistency. So he he basically pitches. Um, he he hits almost in those series. So in those six in those six games, three against the Chicago Cubs, three against the Mets. Bryce Harper basically hits these pitches in the left side of the plate. Doesn't matter if it's high, low, middle. He he hits on the left side, inside of the plate, and he just hits the ball every single night in those areas. Now, that's his strength most of it, most of the night in those areas. So, I mean, for me, I, I mean, watching Bryce Harper do that in the last in the last month or so, I mean. I mean that was a clear cut, you know. Um, that was a clear cut for Bryce Harper to win. That was obvious that Bryce Harper would have uh, would win the NL MVP. I knew Bryce Harper would win the NL MVP because the last month he was just hitting, hitting in areas that you know n- no batter can uh, it, hit in. Like you have to have a skill of what Bryce Harper did. Bryce Harper just controlled the NL, it the NL with, with the way his uh, it, hitting s- skills were. Um, I mean, uh, I mean with the Bryce Harper, I I think I think you can see now with. Bryce Harper winning the NL MVP, a lot of free agents, in my opinion, could see this and say, oh, if I'm a batter or a hitter or a position player, I would, if I'm a free agent, I have to think to myself, where's the best place for me to succeed? And who are other players on the team that can be, you know, successful as well? This winning the, by Bryce Harper winning the NL MVP, this puts the Phillies in a very good spot of bringing in free agents that can play, uh, consistent dogs that can play. I mean, talking about you know losing for almost a decade or over a decade, and now this and then last Thursday you're seeing Bryce Harper winning that uh, award. Um, things are changing in Philadelphia, especially with the Phillies. They changed the um, farm system um, program. They they changed it. There's no excuses now. There's no excuses of pit, pitchers and batters um, being uh, inconsistent now. We need to bring in players that can be uh, consistent and by Bryce Harper winning that uh, award that just you know tells free agents to say, oh Philadelphia may be the best place that I could play at. So, I mean, with that being said, I I think this this is a very good spot to work on. This is a very good you know um, area to say, oh, with Bryce Harper winning that MVP. We could, you know, bring in um, free agents. Everything, everything 
everything that we did wrong this past season goes away after after Bryce Harper won that award. Of course, you need to follow. You, you need to bring in free agents that can fix your issues that that was being caused this past season. But at a overall standpoint, you should focus on the Bryce Harper situation of saying, "Oh, Bryce Harper won us won us that award, or he won that award for himself in the city of Philadelphia." He worked hard to show the city of Philadelphia that, "Oh, I'm a dog." He backed up. Uh, he backed up what he was saying to Zach Wheeler, and he played even harder. Uh, I mean, it, previously he said it, it, in the start of the offseason, he said, "Oh, we need to bring in dogs that can play." I mean, he is describing himself as well. He's not. He's not saying it because he wants to. Bryce Harper is saying it because he's a dog and Zach Wheeler is a dog and everybody else who he calls a dog is a dog. So with that being said, I, I think I think um, Philadelphia, um, with all the losing that's being that was being held here um, almost a decade almost over a decade, it's gonna change. I believe this this season coming up is going to be a good year for the Phillies. I think they are going to fix the issues that that, that they had. Um, and listen, guys. I, I mean, Philadelphia. If they can follow the um, follow what, what Bryce Harper is saying, you'll see the Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs. Mark my word. But with the um. But what do you guys think of the Philadelphia Eagles this past past Sunday? I mean, I mean, beating beating Denver, uh, Denver and the Chargers. I mean, that is one thing. Last week, before the char before um. We played the Saints. We played Denver, a very tough Denver team that beat the Cowboys, and we overcame that. And we now we play the Saints, and we overcame that as well. I mean, listen, guys. I, I said this. Their defense was tough, the Saints. But if we could have, um, if we could have control with the running game, um, we could, you know, win this game. And with our defense, I said, if we can control the wide receivers, we can win this game. I mean, we played a tight defense. We played a very tight defense. And let me tell you something. Our linebackers played their best game on Sunday. I believe with the Eagles tightening up that defense and having their safeties play up to the line of, line of scrimmage, that allows the linebackers to succeed even more. Because, because let's think about this for a second. If, they play, if the safeties play back, the linebackers have to control a huge area of the field. 
they they have to control the middle of the field. They have to control the running game. They got to control the um, outside game as well with, with, with the running game. They got to um, watch for short passes. With the safeties lined up to the line of scrimmage, and they play with the linebackers and the uh, cornerbacks and the safeties, it allows the linebackers to not worry about the middle part of the field and let them, you know, maneuver around. Oh, we, we, we have to blitz up the middle. We have to control the the middle of the field in front of the line of uh, scrimmage. Let's not let the running, running back go, uh, get a first down. Uh, I thought TJ Edwards, you know, succeeded with that. I mean, um, with our, you know, we won... 40 to 29 because of three reasons. Our defense played better. Our running game played better. Jalen Hurts played better. I mean, I mean, guys, if you don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy, um, we watched the Saints game, please. That that was being held this past Sunday. Jalen Hurts proved to the city of Philadelphia that he can be the franchise guy. And I try to tell you this, guys, that Jalen Hurts is the guy, but you guys are, you know, pointing out issues and parts uh, of the game and not seeing the whole picture. Let me be clear. There is no better quarterback in college football or free agency that you could, that could make this team better. If you put Jalen Hurts off this team, um, you're going downhill. Jalen Hurts is the guy. He does things that no other quarterback can can do. If you bring in any other quarterback, they can't do what Jalen Hurts can do with, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the guy. I mean, I keep on saying this, guys, and say, oh, um, Jalen Hurts is the guy. But you guys are saying, oh, oh, he's not because of his uh, arm strength. Who cares about his arm strength and, and his uh, accuracy? I mean, that's important, but that's not, not as part of his game. He, he's a running quarterback. When was the last time? When was the last time he threw an an interception? Uh, I mean, maybe he threw one in the last five games, but, uh, I mean, that's pretty good. For me, I don't care about his arm strength. For me, I don't care. Um, he's still making plays in the passing game. Dallas Goddard got a huge contract. He, Dallas Goddard is making him throw better. Devontae Smith is making him throw better. Let's not go back to um, the uh, uh, arm strength. Who cares? We, we keep on winning because of the velocity of Nick Sirianni. I mean, let's just say Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard with the running game. Jordan Howard changed how, this running, how the running backs um, 
velocity runs with this team. Jordan Howard is a bully running back who runs up the middle. Miles Sanders, even though he ran up the middle kind of successfully, but not that well, Jordan Howard runs runs um, up the middle perfectly. Perfectly. Miles Sanders is more of an outside running back more than up uh, up the field. And we keep on you know, trying to get him to go up the middle. Why? He's not successful doing that. He's an outside running back. Instill more plays on the outside between the left tackle and the left guard. Or outside of the left tackle. But Nick Sirianni is insisting that, oh, you have to have Miles Sanders run up the middle. No, it doesn't work like that. So that's where where one area that I'm worried about is Miles Sanders. Everything else I'm fine with. I'm fine. The defense is playing better. And speaking of the defense, I mean, I mean TJ Edwards. Every single week before we, we play the Oakland Raiders and then the games after that, our linebackers played terrible. TJ Edwards played terrible. Alex Singleton played terrible. Davion Taylor played terrible. But you know what? This past game that um, it, against the Saints, something is happening with our linebackers. Our linebackers can maneuver well because we put our safeties up with them. The safeties are not playing back where you know they can't play tight defense. They're playing tight defense that allows the linebackers to play their own game. So with the TJ Edwards, I mean, the TJ Edwards works inside uh, of the um, defensive line, and then he works himself out to where the wide receivers are. And, you know, he read that perfectly. He read um, Trevor Simeon's throw very well. He threw off the wide receiver, so TJ Edwards, TJ Edwards, you know, Faked out the wide receiver so TJ Howard can create space to uh, intercept the ball. And that allows the defense to succeed. Uh, I mean, that's what I like about the Eagles. Um, I mean, the linebackers were, you know, successful. We were able to control our, able to control the wide receivers, the Saints wide receivers. So, um, TJ Edwards played well, and the running uh, money game. Miles Sanders, uh, I'm worried about. Uh, I mean, if you have Miles Sanders run up the middle, you're not going to be successful. But if you have him, you know, run up the, run, you know, outside plays, and in, in, outside plays on both sides, He's he's gonna succeed more. So, um, and, and the reason why Jordan Howard is was so successful is because they installed a um, fake to the left, fake to the right, so Jordan Howard can create a hole. Uh, I mean, the the reason why Jordan Howard was so su- successful is because they had to move the 
defensive, the, the middle of the d- defensive lineman to go to the right side or to the right side so Jordan Howard can be successful up the middle. And by doing that, um, Jalen Hurts handed off a play to Jalen Reger, who went to the right side. Jalen Hurts went to the left side, and that allows the 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 middle it, that allows the middle part of the field to be wide open, and that creates the the offensive line to create a hole for Jordan, Jordan Howard, and that's why they were so successful is because they instilled a fake um, fake to the left and the right side plays so Jordan Howard can be successful. Um, so, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts, J- Jalen Hurts with his legs are, are dangerous. If you tell me that Jalen Hurts is not the guy, I mean, what he did to go n- near the red zone where he... Um, where he um, faked going to the right and he um, faked out the defensive lineman, that creates a, a hole for Jalen Hurts to go up and uh, score. J- by Jalen Hurts doing that, uh, I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. So... With that being said, um, the Giants game last night, the Giants game last night was pretty, pretty good. Uh, I mean, the Giants game, um, the Giants game overall last night. Daniel Jones cannot work under pressure at all. Uh, I mean, if you tell me that G- that Daniel Jones can work on the presser, I mean, you're, you're wrong. Because you, if you watched the game last night, they barely, barely got to the red zone. In the first half, they were able to do that. They showed flashes of, oh, they can, they can succeed past the 40-yard line to the 30-yard line and then the 20 and then the 10 so they can score. They... they they showed flashes of that last night, but overall they couldn't succeed past the 40-yard line and, and the 30. Because the what the Buccaneers did was they sent um, their safeties and the linebackers to rush Daniel Jones, and that and that lets Daniel Jones panic a little bit and throw a throw a dangerous pass. Yeah, to the Buccaneers, or maybe you know, incomplete passes and or short passes. He throws to, you know, by him doing that, he by by blitzing Daniel Jones, that it instills more short passes, and that's not a good sign, because the Giants failed on those plays and they failed to throw long passes and they failed to score. They scored. Only one touchdown, and they got a field goal. They they lost uh, thirty to ten, I believe. So, uh, the the team as a whole, um, Joe, the offensive, the outside linebacker Joe Tywin, um, 
outside linebacker, Ashkeel Barrett, the safety, the, the, the safety, Mike Edwards, um, and linebacker, Davian White, they all rushed blitz, blitz up the middle or the outside to, you know, disrupt Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones cannot work on the pressure. So, with that being said, uh, I mean, good thing our linebackers were active against the Saints because uh, Alex Singleton was rushing up the middle. Um, you saw TJ Edwards control the um, short, short game. And um, we need to gr- let the linebackers grow a little bit so they can succeed against the Giants. You need to focus on the linebackers because the linebackers for the Buccaneers, they disrupt. They disrupt uh, Daniel Jones. They were they blitzed more with their linebackers more than they did with um, their defensive line. They caused pressure, but the linebackers just d- disrupt Daniel Jones even more. Um, and they barely got to the red zone. Last night in the second half, the the Giants they the Giants uh, struggled to m- move the chains simply because they're the Buccaneers linebackers just disrupt Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones either throws a uh, interception, throws a dangerous pass that goes incomplete, or you know throw, and throws um to a running back or a wide receiver in the short game, and that doesn't work because the because. The short game, um, by the linebackers rushing, there's um, cornerbacks and other linebackers defending that that, that play that uh, Daniel Jones creates after you know the linebacker uh, disrupts him. So, with that being said, um, the the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe the Giants. I, I think our schedule coming up. The Giants, the Jets, bye week, and then the two Washington games, and then they play the Giants. I believe, I believe, um, they can um, play better because they're growing every single week, and that's why I like the running game. I like um, the def- defense. I like Jalen Hurts growing. I like. Uh, I mean, this team is coming up. If you think Philadelphia is a bad team. I mean, our first good team was against against the Saints in terms of running plays. Uh, I understand we played the Panthers, the Buccaneers, and those guys are tough. But I'm talking about tough teams defensively. And and we played the Saints and we overcame that. So this is a a work up to the... um, to the um, Giants game, and then the Jets game, and then the bye week. So if, if we can fulfill that, that, those if we can send our linebackers to Daniel Jones this weekend, or you know, or do whatever to disrupt Daniel Jones, I, I think we have a good shot of w- winning, winning this game. But, um. My prediction for the Giants game this week is going to be um, if we scored 40 points on the Saints, I think we can. Uh, I think we can score maybe you know 35 points against the 
against the Giants. If our running game is on point this weekend, and if our defense plays the way they did against the Saints, I think we'll have no problem um, beating this team. Uh, I think we can win 35-20. to 20. Uh, I think we can win by 15. Um, so, um, with that being said, we the... Um, the Eagles game is this weekend. The um, the Phillies. Yeah, you'd be glad that Bryce Harper won because this is a um, positive um, positive outlook. We we've been losing for almost a decade, and this is the most winning thing that we had. So with that being said, I think. Uh, with that being said, um, we we got the Flyers a game tonight. I'll put out posts about the. Flyers game tonight, and um, I will post the upcoming games for the Flyers, who they play the Panthers on Wednesday, and then the um, the Panthers on Wednesday, and then the Hurricanes on Thursday. So stay tuned for those posts. But um, other than that, thank you guys. My name is uh, uh, Jacob Moriello from St. Chet. You're listening to 91.5 uh, WDBK. And if you have any questions, email us at wdbklive at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Hey, this is DJ Hippie, Groovy and Far Out. You're listening to 91.5 WDBK at Camden County College in Blackwood, New Jersey. Step on this left. Gonna turn back.